This is KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. Today's Thursday. And we are sponsoring a series of Shiurim by Harav Moshe Eberman on the positive mitzvot, the positive side of Shabbat. Harav Eberman. In our previous class, we spoke about the issue of Kiddushin Bet Knesset on Friday night, and presented the dispute between Rav and Shmuel, where Shmuel is of the opinion that Kiddush should not be recited or cannot be recited in the Beit Knesset for those who eat their meal at home, because we require a concept of Kiddush b'makom Suda. In that class, we just refer to it as Kiddush in conjunction with an eating with meal. Today, we will attempt to discuss this halachic principle of Kiddush b'makom se'uda, and we will see that actually each of these three words, Kiddush, Makom, and Se'uda, require an analysis, a discussion, and each bring to the table a broader halachic, halachic discussion, a broader halachic issue. In reference to Kiddush, we need to define what is Kiddush. In reference to that definition of Kiddush, we have previously spoken as to the essence of Kiddush, we spoke about the content of Kiddush on Friday night. But, as the Gemara teaches us in Psachim in Dafkuf Vavamud Aleph, at least on the level of the Rabbanan, a rabbinic requirement, we need to repeat Kiddush on Shabbat morning, as well as the Kiddush that was said Friday night. This is learnt as an asmachta, according to most Rishonim, is learnt as an asmachta from the Pasuk, Zachor et Yom HaShabbat Lekadsho. And as some explain, since the Pasuk could have said, Zachor et HaShabbat Lekadsho, the word Yom is there to teach us that there is a special element of Kiddush during the day. Consequently, the question comes up in the Gemara, Kiddush, during the day, what should one recite? And it seems that the Gemara sees it as a given, almost automatic, that there would not be place to repeat the bracha of Kiddusha, of Kiddush. As we spoke about it in the class when we spoke about the content of Kiddush, the declaration of Kiddushat Shabbat need not be repeated. Once we have set the day, we have declared it as Kiddusha, what is left is only what we see in the Rambam to declare the ending of that Kiddusha with Havdalah. Therefore, the question comes up, what is it that one should recite, what bracha should be said to constitute 
a Kiddush on Shabbat. The Gemara responds, Amar of Yehuda, Borei Pri Hagafen. The answer is that one takes a cup of wine and recites the Birkat Hanehenim of Borei Pri Hagafen and fulfills the requirement of Kiddush in that manner. And the Gemara continues with a story in this context. Ravashi Ikla Lemechoza, Ravashi came to Mechoza, Amrulei Likadishlan Mar Kiddush Please, sir, say the Kiddush Rabba. Havulei, they brought him a cup of wine. Savar, Mainihu Kiddush What is it that they call a Kiddush Rabba? Amar, since all the brachot we hold lahalacha when they are recited with a cup of wine, one would begin with borei priagafin. Amri bereisha should be said at first. Amar borei priagafin and he said borei priagafin, and sort of hesitated for a moment. What else should he continue with? And he noticed then that one of the elders, namely one of the Tamidei Chachamim present, bent down and drank from his wine. By so doing, basically expressing that the Kiddush has been completed, and now it's time to drink the wine. Kari Anafshei, Ravashi said about himself, he is smart, sees things with his eyes, can think forward, realized that Bore Priagafen would have to be part of this Kiddush Rabbah, and by so doing, sort of solved the problem and noticed the others responding, accordingly understood that this was what was expected of him. The story a reinforces the idea of Kiddush being Bore Priyagafen. Secondly, since Ravashi did not know of this Kiddush Rabbah, it indicates, as we said before, that this is perceived as a Dindarabanan, a later Takana, and not a Dinda Oraita. But the question still stands how is reciting Bore Priyagafen? A birkatan nehenim, how does this constitute a kiddush? The answer seems to be that it is not only the reciting of Bori Priagafen, but the recitation of Bori Priagafen specifically at the start of a meal. Usually, if we were to eat and drink wine, we would first wash our hands, say a birkat hamotzi, eat the bread, and then when we were to drink the wine, possibly say the bori priagafen. Here, we proceed out of order with the Bori Priyagafen with a cup of wine. And accordingly, 
make a distinction and show that there is something different here, something that makes this meal, this setting, as a special setting of Shabbat. Consequently, this use of a cup of wine and the recitation of Bori Priyagafen rises from just a Birkat Nehenim, which would allow us to drink the wine, to something that is a statement of sorts. And here, the Magid Mishnah seems to state that it is exactly this change which indicates the element of Kiddush. In the Hagot Maimoniot on the Rambam, Nehot Shabbat, Perkhaftet, Halachayud, we find in the name of the Sheiltot that the idea is specifically connected, correlated with Shabbat, since Shabbat, the recitation of Kiddushan Shabbat, is meant to be a form of Shira, which fits in with what we spoke about in a previous Shi'ur, that Kiddush has an element of Shevach, we are coming to praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shemidat Shabbat l'inyan shira. Shabbat requires a certain festivity, a certain element of shirav praise. Shira, specifically, is meant to be recited on wine. The Gemara in Brachot teaches us Rachot Daf Lamed Hey teaches us that Ein Shira Ela Al Hayain. The fulfillment of Shira is specifically on wine. The Gemara there says, "Amar Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani Amar Yonatan, Minayin She'en Omrim Shira Al Hayain." Where do we know that Shira praise should always be said? With a cup of wine, Shneimal v'tomer lehem agefen hechedalti et tiroshi hamsameach elokim v'anashim. The gefen says, "I've brought my wine, my produce that brings pleasure, joy to God and man." Im anashim esameach. If man becomes happy through drinking wine, Elohim b'mei esameach. But God, in what way does the wine bring pleasure to God? After all, God is not physical. God is not affected by the liquor aspects of wine. And therefore, says the Gemara, The joy of God comes about indirectly. The wine represents and brings about the shira, the praise to God. And the joy of God is in the praise that man gives to him. Consequently, since Ein Shira Elalayain, the bracha of Bori Priyagafen becomes more than just another Birkat Nehenim. It's a bracha that represents and states the uniqueness of Shabbat when it's said in a format that is out of normal order to state that Shabbat is different. That is the praise of Shabbat being a day that is different from all other days.
Consequently, if we put this together with what we've spoken about earlier, Kiddush, the Birkata Kiddush, the Shevach, the Declaration of Kedusha, Friday night, the Kiddush on Shabbat is an extension of the praise through Borei Priyagafen, we have defined what Kiddush is in which we state Kiddush b'makom se'uda. From here we need to move on to a discussion as to what is the makom. The term makom in the phrase Kiddush b'makom se'uda, the halachic statement of Kiddush b'makom se'uda, is used in a dual meaning. A, there is an element of makom in the sense of physical place. The conjunction between Kiddush and the eating, Suda, in a physical manner. But makom also is in the phrase of the setting, the time setting, the framework in which things are said. And basically the makom here is the idea of a setting, both physically and time-wise. In reference to the physical aspect of Makom, from the discussion of the Gemara in Psachim in Davkuf Aleph, it would have appeared that we may have said that Kiddush B'Makom Suda would be that as long as I have one structure, one physical plant that holds a unit together, that entire physical structure would constitute Kiddush B'makom Se'uda. And accordingly, that's what we find there in the Gemara, that the problem is that one would make Kiddush in Bet Knesset and then move on to one's home, that could not constitute a Kiddush B'makom Suda because these are two separate physical entities. But if it were one physical entity, then it would be sufficient. But the Gemara there clearly rejects that possibility. When speaking about a distinction between a ground floor and a second floor a bait, an aliyah, where from one to the other would not fulfill the requirement of Kiddush B'makom Se'uda. Consequently, what we see is that a physical structure might be a prerequisite for the definition of a makom, the place, the setting for Kiddush and eating, but it is not a sufficient, a sufficient definition. And we need to add in another factor that also in that physical setting, there be no walls, nothing that divides the physical structure into different sections. When such walls such a division is found, then we are actually speaking of two mekomot, two places, even though there is a 
physical structure that brings them together. And that is the idea we find there in the Gemara, that the Gemara speaks of uh, the idea of Bait and Aliyah, the ceiling or the floor of the upper upper floor and the lower floor creates a division, and we see this as two separate places. On the other hand, we find in the post-scheme a discussion in reference to a very large room, a hall, a social hall, a wedding hall, a banquet hall, where the room is extremely large, sometimes can contain the area of two separate apartments, but since there are no dividing walls, according to most poskim, if the kiddush is made at a bar that is set up on one side of the room, and there is a serving table of food on the other side of the table, or one is to sit down on the other side of the, of the room to eat their meal, since structurally this is an enclosed area that is put together but not separated by any walls, it would constitute a makom vis-a-vis the halacha of Kiddush b'mokom se'uda. Further, um, the Shulchan Aruch in Siman Reish Ein Gimel states, V'yesh Omrim Shekol Shero'e Mekomo Afilu Mibayit Lechatzer Ein Tzarich Lachazor Ulekadesh Says the Shulchan Aruch that there are opinions that when one sees the two different places, even if there is a wall that divides, and he takes an extreme position, if one were to make the Kiddush indoors, and the buffet were to be set out in the yard, in the Chatzir, clearly in a situation like this, there are walls and doors that separate, but if the door is open, and one can see from the place of the Kiddush out to where he would then eat. Or if it was done vice versa, the Kiddush was done out in the yard and the eating indoors. That ability to see and bring together the two places, even though there is technically a physical separation of a wall, that would constitute a sufficient proximity and connection to create a Kiddush b'makom se'uda. And then he takes it one step further. If one had in mind when making Kiddush in one location, to eat in a second location, even though these two places are separated, and even though from the one place cannot see to the other, standing in one room 
it is impossible to see the room where the food would be. But he has in mind that he will eat in that other room. Then there are opinions that say that thought, that da'at, is sufficient to bond together these two places to fulfill the halacha of Kiddush b'makom in a place physically of Seuda. But, says the Shulchan Aruch, v'hu sheyihiyu shnei hamekomot bebayit echad. And comments the Mishnah Bura, hainu tachat gag echad. It's even though there are two separate rooms, they need to be in under one roof, in one structure, as the example given by the Shulchan Aruch, Kegon, Micheder Lecheder, O Meigra Le'ara, from one room to the next, as long as there is a physical structure that puts them together, if one had specifically in mind to eat, from one place to the next, then he can create a setting of Kiddush B'makom Se'uda and could make Kiddush in one room and eat in the other room as well. The other element of Makom, a setting, is a time setting. The question is a natural question, when one makes Kiddush and then moves on to Seuda, to eating, does one have to finish drinking the wine and immediately put food in his mouth? And if he is to eat bread, would the washing of hands constitute a separation or not? What is the time framework, the definition of Kiddush B'makom Se'uda? The Ramah on Se'if Gimel in Siman Resh Ein Gimel states, V'tzarich le'echol b'makom Kiddush le'altar. Le'altar means immediately. Or, that he has in mind to eat there immediately. Namely, the Ramah says that either, even if he didn't think of it specifically, but in reality, there was that immediacy from Kiddush to eating, that would be fine. Or, if his intention was to eat immediately, then even if something held him back, then he could continue with eating on the basis of this Kiddush. The question is, what does this Miyad, this L'altar mean? The Mishnah Brura says L'altar that even a short break is not acceptable. Clearly, it doesn't mean that, as I described before, 
he puts down the cup of wine and has to stick the food in his mouth. But it means that he has to get up immediately, and if there's a line, go through the process of the line, but his direction is to wash, and then say the hamotzi and eat, or if he's using something else, as we'll discuss in a moment, then he finishes the kiddush, goes over to where the food is, picks up something that he's about to eat, says the bracha, the brikataneim, and that, and eats it. He can't spend any time speaking to people or doing anything else, even if it's in a general sense part of the normative behavior in such a setting. Lo yafsik afiluzman katsar. The Aruch HaShulchan has a somewhat different opinion on this issue. And the Aruch HaShulchan speaks of the idea that a person might not eat immediately because, for example, it is the custom speaks about a common custom that he's familiar with, that people would, after making Kiddush, change their clothing. I can envision it in the sense of a person who um, wears a jacket and chooses to go hang up his jacket first and then only go eat the food. In the Aruch HaShulchan it seems that even more than that, he writes there, V'cheinu aminhaga pashut etzleinu bekidush shacharit shel Shabbat. Excuse me. Um, no, he, I missed the point. No, that's not the... He, he writes down that the... Um, he brings down that the minhag hapashut is to change clothing. The wording of the... Aruch HaShulchan, V'lo nitna Torah lemalachi asharet. Torah wasn't given to malachim who can... In, in do it in a split moment, a split second. Alpirov, and usually, achar kiddush machlifim habgadim. I'm not even removing a jacket, but changing clothing. Obviously, there was a custom that they wore particularly fancy clothing for Beit Knesset, for the social scene. And then when returning home to eat, I assume that they changed into other Shabbat clothing, but something a little more comfortable, machlifim habgadim. And this is acceptable in the mind of the Orcha Shulchan, and he concludes, He shouldn't wait a lengthy period of time. But if it's a process that's part, is normative in this setting of Kiddush and eating, then that would constitute the Requirement of the Ramah Altar Miyad. Finally, we reach the last term within the halachic principle of Kiddush B'makam Se'uda, the term of Se'uda. Once again, when reading the Gemara in Psachim and Kuf Aleph, one realizes that it is not a necessity that the se'uda be one of the three meals of Shabbat, one of the se'udot Shabbat. 
There are amongst the poskim who say that it's preferable and the ideal fulfillment of Kiddush B'makom Suda is that the Kiddush be said at the time of eating the Suda Taboker, the second meal, the morning meal. But as far as fulfilling the halacha of Kiddush B'makom Suda, that would not be required. But what is the requirement to fulfill this concept of Suda vis-a-vis Kiddush B'makom Suda? The Tosfot in Kuf Aleph in Psachim says, that one would be required to eat bread. That is what fulfills the halacha of Kiddush B'makom Se'uda. In other words, it has to be a full-fledged Se'uda as defined by bread. Seemingly, that is also what we find in the um Shulchan Aruch, when he writes Katwa Geonim Hadein Kidusha Bemakom Suda Afilu Achal Davar Muat O Shatakos Yain Shayavalav Brahav Yatsay De Kidush Bemakom Suda Vegomer Suda To Bemakomacher Vedavka Achal Lechem O Shatayain Avalachal Perot Lo comes the Shulchan Aruch and says that the requirement of Kiddush B'makom Su'uda requires eating something small, but he says, Davka Achalechem, specifically bread. And there are those who hold that halachically the ideal for Kiddush is to have bread at that meal. But if we look carefully at the wording of the uh, Shulchan Aruch, he says, Yain being the basis of what he brought earlier, the Geonic opinion, that to fulfill the halacha of Kiddush B'makom Se'uda, even drinking a revit of wine is sufficient. And here we find different opinions in how to understand this opinion of the um, the this opinion of the Geonim, whether as the Mishnabura seems to understand that it requires drinking an additional revit, in other words, one would drink the required amount to fulfill the halacha of Kiddush, and then for Se'uda one would have to drink another revit. The Aruch HaShulchan says, no, the revit refers to one revit. How can it be that a person makes Kiddush and drinks less than a revit? He says that could be when one shares the cup with others and is dependent on the opinions that say that a revit need not be drunk by one person, but a revit can be shared by different people. But then the Shulchan Aruch says, Aval achal perot lo. But fruit does not constitute a seudah of Kiddush b'makom seudah. And here 
we find something interesting. On the one hand, he's speaking of bread. On the other hand, he says fruit is not good. But there is something halachically between the two. There is what we know as mizonot. And here, in truth, most of the opinions amongst the post scheme is that mezonot is no less, maybe better than yain, since bread, mezonot, and wine all are referred to as something that is amazing, that is sustaining. For the purpose of kiddush b'makom se'uda, those would all constitute a meal. Consequently, we can conclude that as far as the se'uda, ideally, one would use bread, but according to most post-scheme, one could use mezonot as well, but not to use fruit. There is one opinion that allows bedieved the use of fruit, but before one would use fruit, it would probably be preferable to drink a revit of wine or grape juice and depend on the opinion of the Geonim on this issue. So we have analyzed Kiddush b'makom se'uda, what Kiddush is, what constitutes the makom, the setting, and what is the se'uda. The idea of Kiddush b'makom se'uda, state some of the Rishonim, is learnt from the Pasuk, Vekarata la Shabbat Oneg. B'makom kriya, in the place where you declare the sanctity of Shabbat, should be the place of Oneg, Oneg being Achilat Seuda, eating food on Shabbat.